0: It is good to see all of you out this morning. We're glad that you're here with us. Our lesson for today is the conclusion of the series that we've had on the church at the crossroads. And I will say that it's probably been one of the most difficult series of lessons that I've had for a month. And so I'm kind of glad to to see something else coming in the future. Uh, But today's lesson is entitled, Where Do We Go from here. We have talked a lot about different doctrines, different things that people teach, and why we practice the things that we do. And once we get through all of those, we we ask this question, where do we go from here? As all other congregations of the Lord's Church, the Mars Hill Church of Christ is faced with deciding which direction we will go. Will we bind where Scripture does not bind? Will we lose where Scripture has not loosed? Will we add or subtract from God's precious Word or will we make the right decision? Will we choose to teach and obey only the authority of the Scriptures seeking to do God's will in its purest form? Those are the questions I leave you with today. And as we go through this lesson, I hope to answer those questions. I begin with the importance of the truth. Our society has adopted the mentality that your truth and my truth may not be the same. But it's all right in the end. I, I remember someone saying something to the effect of. We may have different ways of getting there, but we're all going to the same place in reference to heaven. In reference to denominations and and different churches and the different things that are taught, we may have different ways of getting there, but we're all going to the same place. Jesus had this to say in John chapter 14 and verse 6 I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How many ways does Jesus give here? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. When we looked at truth, We understand that scientists do not seek to change the laws of science, do they? The laws of gravity, force, propulsion, and time. They don't try to change these laws because they know they can't. They try to study them instead. They try to understand what these truths of nature are and how they work. We can't change the laws of nature to make them work the way that we want to. You know, if I had the ability to change anything in regard to the laws of nature, it would be the ability to alter time. I'd like to back up the clock now and then to make sure I have plenty of time to get somewhere, plenty of time to do something. But we can't do that. We have to work in the boundaries of nature. We have to accept these truths for what they are. And as Christians, we cannot seek to change the truths given to us in God's Word. It is up to us to study and understand them such as scientists do with science. We understand them so that we can do God's will. But we work with what we've been given instead of trying to alter it to fit whatever we feel and whatever we feel we need. From a biblical standpoint, doctrine has always been important. Jesus thought it so important that He taught it to all who would hear. Look at what it said in John chapter 8 verses 31 through 32. John 8 and verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed Him, If you abide in My Word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. He rebuked those who taught false doctrine. Notice what is written to the church of Pergamus. Revelation chapter 2 verses 14 through 16. But I have a few things against you. Because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. To the church of Thyatira in regard to the false teaching's of who is referred to as Jezebel we do not know exactly the reference there but Revelation chapter 2 verses 24 and 25 now to you I say and to the rest in Thyatira as many as do not have the doc- this doctrine who have not known the depths of Satan as they say I will put on you no other burden but hold fast what you have Till I come. They were to hold fast to the doctrine of God. In regard to false teaching, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 15 through 20. Matthew 7 verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes? or figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. It is important that we know the truth so that we can avoid the numerous false doctrines taught today. The acceptability of church denominations and their various doctrines and even congregations within the Lord's church who have made changes in regard to their worship, their service, and their fellowship of those who teach falsely These are things that we need to be aware of. God's Word has not changed. And neither should we change the way we follow and serve Him. Christians today should follow the example of Christians of the first century. We see what they did and we we implement that. We follow that even today. Look at how the church was established on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2 verses 40 through 42 we read this. And with many other words he, Peter, testified and exhorted them saying be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayer. Notice what we read about the church and its establishment. First of all, they heard the truth. And second, they obeyed the truth. And thirdly, they continued in the truth. And that's what we have to do today. We can't alter it in any way. We have to follow the truth as it has been given to us. We continue today in the apostles' doctrine handed to them through Christ from God. Paul encouraged the Galatians not to stray. In Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 9 said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from Him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have received, let them be a curse. Since we have received the truth, we must hold on to it. Despite whatever else we may, might hear contrary to it, we cannot accept anything but the unaltered Word of God. And so, we come back to our question. Where do we go from here? We see the importance of God's Word. We see the importance of God's authority and following His authority. But where do we go from here? We must first continue in what we have been taught. Focusing on our own service to God. We continue worshiping and serving God as we have been directed through the apostles. We have been given the five acts of worship that we still have in our worship services today. Singing, preaching, praying, giving, partaking of the Lord's Supper. We participate in each of these five acts every first day of the week. Every Lord's Day. We see in our world and we see in the traditions that have been created that there are other days that are set aside for certain observances and things of that nature. But our special day as Christians is the first day of the week. This is the day that we come together to worship God. And this is something that we should look forward to. In regard to the acts that are given to us, we do not add to these acts an element of man's devising. We do not remove any of these acts from our worship. And we do not alter what we have been commanded to do in participating in these five acts. Instrumental music and special groups for singing. Preaching, speculation and error. Adding elements to the Lord's Supper that shouldn't be there. You see where I'm going with this. But we continue to do the things that God has told us to do. In His authority. In His Word. We continue reaching out to the lost with the gospel message. This is one of our primary concerns. This is something that we in the church have a duty to do. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. We do this not only as a congregation, but also as individual Christians. This is something that we individually do. We have a duty to individually go into the world and to preach the gospel to those who need it. We have an individual responsibility to teach those who do not know God. Committing ourselves to God and making sure that we follow through with our commitment should be priority number one for us. Christians and congregations alike. Realizing and standing against the error of others should always be second. Now there are times where we teach others, we correct others, we use the word to do so. Let me focus in on me first. Make sure that what I'm doing is right before I look at others and and say that they're doing wrong. Let me make sure that that my understanding of Scripture is what it should be. These are things that we grow in constantly throughout our lives. It is important to stand against error. It is important to stand against false teaching and to correct those who are involved. But I should be my first priority. Make sure that I'm right. I make sure that others are wrong. When we notice congregations or individuals who are outside of the faith, the singular faith that is given to us in God's Word, we should seek to win those souls to God. Those who are wayward need to repent. Those who have never been children of God are in need of obedience. Above all, when we seek those who are outside of the faith, when we seek to win those souls to God, we should seek these souls in love and with a loving attitude. If there is no love behind what we are doing, then we should automatically question whether we're doing it for the right reason. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 15 says this, And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth and love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head of Christ. We seek to turn souls away from their error but we should always present the truth and love. Those who have been taught the truth, likewise, continue in the same. Seeking and exposing error should never become our sole focus. Notice what is said of the church of Smyrna in Revelation 2, verses 2-5. through I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience. And have labored for my name's sake. And have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. You see, the problem is that they had left their first love. I believe that this is twofold. I believe that they had forgotten their love for God. And secondly, I also believe that they had forgotten their love for man. But they had left their first love. They were doing some great things, but love was not behind them. And so they were encouraged to correct this error. And also, one must not focus on fulfilling the letter of the law, neglecting the proper heart. The heart is also of great importance. Notice what is said in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5 beginning with verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Picking up with verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old. You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you. That whoever looks at a woman to lust for her. Has already committed adultery. With her in his heart. There is importance in fulfilling the letter of the law. But what is in the heart. Is of equal importance. For heart is not in the right place when we do the things that God wants us to do. Or if we avoid the things that God wants us to avoid, if our heart is not in the right place, then we are still not acceptable in His sight. Those who neglect the heart are no better than the Pharisees who were often rebuked by Jesus. But ultimately... We have to understand that God wants us to be holy and pure within. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17. Therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, Long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. There's a list that is given here of things that we need to put on. And above all of these things, notice what it says in verse 14. Put on love. Love is described here as the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Above everything else that God wants us to add to our lives. Love is one of the utmost important. It is something that that covers everything else. It's the greatest command. Love God. Love your neighbor. Everything that God wants us to do and everything that He wants us to be is hinged on love. Where do we go from here? I hope that that we have decided as a congregation together to continue in God's Word and not to veer from it. To continue in the doctrine that is given to us When we need to do so, we stand for the truth. Even if it means standing against those that that we love. But doing so in in love. Making sure that, that when we do stand for the truth, that we have love surrounding us. That that's our foundation. That everything that we do, we do in accordance with God's will. We talked a lot about the heart and the importance of having a heart that is right with God. Now, I don't know about your heart. I believe I do, but, but I don't. And so if, if anyone today is in need, if you have a heart that is in need, Maybe you're in need of obedience. Maybe you've never obeyed the gospel. Maybe you need to to do that today. We'd be glad to help you. Maybe it is that you're in need of, of returning to God, rededicating your life to Him, asking for forgiveness for something that you've done. But whatever your need is, don't walk away outside of Christ, outside of the faith we've been studying about. Make sure that you're right with God. If you have any doubt whatsoever, we give you the opportunity. If you need to come, please do so as we stand as we sing.